You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with performers in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the world. We are your one-stop shop for a pursuit in theater with a pursuit in a journey of fitness. I've been doing this a long time, longer than I'd like to admit. I'll just admit it now. 17 years training actors and uh, have really just enjoyed coming up with a specific theory, specific way of training actors because actors are athletes. So if you want to try it out, go to BillForTheStage.com and you'll be on your way to a seven-day free trial where we will work together on online fitness app. All right, let's move on to our special guest as always. Super excited to uh, chat with this actor. It was the first show that I saw during my London trip, I was going up an escalator and they had uh, down in the tube and they had tons of uh, show posters as you go up the escalator, which I thought was very cool. And one of them was for Life of Pi. And I'm like, oh, I'm into this. I love physical theater. I love uh, puppetry. I love uh, pieces that really uh, transport you from time and place in the ma- matter of a second. And this show certainly checks the boxes for all of those. Um, our guest is one of the puppeteers of the tiger. That is basically like one of the stars of the show. You wouldn't think that a puppet or the people that are um, maneuvering the puppet around, that would be the case. But these actors, these performers, these puppeteers do such a great job of bringing this tiger to life that you truly just, you think that thing's real up there <laughs> by the middle of the show. You uh, just kind of forget that it doesn't really have a pulse. But um, yeah, enough of me rambling. Uh, we'll get to know our guest even more. Uh, please welcome to the show, Tom Stacy. Hey, Tom. Hey, man. How you doing? Woo! <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me uh, this afternoon for you, this morning for me. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to know you a bit more. Yeah, pleasure, man. First off, I see on your Instagram, everyone that's um, either watching or listening, make sure you give Tom a follow, at Tom Stacy. 
amazing branding. Keep it simple, easy, <laughs> easy to locate. Um, I saw that you 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 actually won an Olivier Award as uh, best supporting actor in a play. Yes, that was actually for this play, Life of Pi. Right, and and yeah. you're, everyone that uh, has a, a hand in the tiger was up on that stage accepting the award. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing and an amazing night. I remember when we first heard uh, that we were going to be nominated. It was the first time. It was um, groundbreaking. It was kind of history-making that um, actors playing a puppet were being uh, put forward for, uh, it was for Best Supporting Actor. Um, and what was lovely about it was even at that point, we thought, oh, well, this is historical. No matter what happens, we're kind of leading the way and and showing that this is a really legitimate um part of theater and in my opinion it's one of the things that makes theater it is theater you have to use your imagination your play it, it, it you have to bring it to life and the audience bring it to life so for it to be nominated was brilliant and then to win it was incredible and um the beautiful thing about it like you'll know theater it's a team effort um from everyone involved backstage on stage and one of the beautiful things about puppetry is most likely you're going to be doing it in a team so to to get up there and win it with a team we all got an individual one but it was part of uh this tiger and this character that we brought to life and um yeah it felt really really special to be to be a part of that and i think it it, it should hopefully start moving this kind of genre forward where it kind of hopefully allows producers, directors, writers, actors, everyone to kind of think, well, what's possible? What stories can we tell? And tell to this level of uh, creativity and emotional connection. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. So when you go to begin rehearsal process and make this thing come to life, mm. are you and your other fellow puppeteers like, all with bowls of popcorn watching National Geographic, like <laughs> studying how tigers move and like, <laughs> what's your, what, what kind of background, like what kind of research do you do on the animal to make it come to Yeah, life? it's exactly that. It's like you would do with any other kind of character research and development. You go into their world. Um, so before the rest of the cast joined, we had a week intensive just puppetry where we got our hands onto the puppets for the first time, started trying to make noises for the first time. And that was hilarious because you're awful because you've never had to make a tiger noise or an orangutan noise. But yeah, then just watching hours and hours of footage and then transferring it into the puppet. Because what's also amazing about the puppet is it's incredibly designed by um, Finn Caldwell and Nick Barnes. But there will be things that the puppet can't do that a tiger can do. And there'll be things that a puppet can do that the tiger can't do. So for a tiger, for example, it would be really easy for the back legs to reach up and walk onto a higher platform. But for the puppet, it doesn't quite read as truthfully. So then it's finding that balance and it's finding that um, element of reality within the puppet. And it is amazing because you're there just in a room playing, exploring, and then all of a sudden... There was a tiger in the room and it, it just appears and you feel it and then there's a hyena then there's a zebra and they they come to life and then slowly but surely your your noises appear as well but we go into the psychology of the animals we go into because 
there are times where you want to personify it or you think, oh, am I thinking this too human? Especially when you start putting it into the context of the play with the other actors and the scene, because the music will be playing and it's this lovely, like slow music and the actor might say something and you as an actor kind of want to look at him at that time, but would a tiger do that? So you have to live truthfully in the moment, at every moment, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, if, like in the very beginning, what it what is it to be uh, the predator on on the hunt? What is it to be on that boat and you're finally going to uh, submit to pie? You know, yeah. what are the physicalities of that? Yeah, I could. I, yeah. I I didn't really as an audience member. You're not. You're doing your you Tom and, and your cast are doing your job because. I'm not even thinking about that because you all are naturally bringing that to life so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a puppeteer, does your human physicality as you're holding or maneuvering the puppet, it kind of dances in tandem. Yeah. Like what the, what you have the puppet doing, your body also is kind of reflecting that. Am I correct in assuming? A hundred percent. I mean, there are some just basic rules to puppetry where um, your body kind of has to be a part of um, the puppet's intentions and moves. Otherwise, the image that the audience is seeing, it'll be disconnected. If I was standing too upright on the head, then there's too much of a human image whilst with the tiger. And if the tiger is acting aggressive, but I'm quite a neutral, again, it's muddying the storytelling for the audience. Um, so, again, it's really helpful for um, actors in puppetry to really find the character, find the intention, find um, your stakes and um, what is happening. Are we tired? Are we, um, are we too tired to eat but we really want to? How does that look in both our bodies and the tiger's bodies? Um, focus. Focus is a huge one. If our eyeline stays on the puppet, then that's exactly where the audience go. If I was doing this, but then heard a noise and looked myself just to check something on stage, the moment's broken, the character's broken. So it's a real, your focus, both emotionally, um, physically, and with your body, it all has to be pushed towards this one, this one character, this one puppet. Yeah. So before we hit record, I also was saying how much I love Warhorse and, mm. and you were a part of that cast as well. Did puppeteering, was this something you studied in school and training or did this kind of fall in your lap? What's your, what's your history with puppeteering? Yeah, kind of the falling into the lap. And it's funny when you look back and you kind of see the reasons why it might have been there. So at drama school, I was lucky. I went to Rose Bruford, which was, which was a very physical drama school um, with a real element of using a body to tell a story. Um, and I'd always been physical in my storytelling from both an acting side point, but I think my sport really influenced it. Um, having an awareness of your body in any form before you go into training, I think really does help. And so when I was moving into the world after graduating, um, the jobs that I was finding the most happiness in were the ones that were physical and the ones that had an element of physical storytelling. And I was doing a number of shows and different projects. And then just one show came along and it had a tiny puppet in, a tiny little bird puppet. Um, 
And I just remember really enjoying the process of bringing this thing to life and finding a way to take all of my acting skills and then put it into this inanimate object and then feel. It's amazing to feel through another another item, element, um, object. Um, and then I changed agents uh, just after that show. Um, and when I was chatting to my new agent, he was like, so what do you fancy doing? What, what, where do you want to take your career? And we were talking about all of these different directions. And then I just mentioned that I just started a bit of puppetry and that goes in with my physical performance. Um, and I'd love to do a bit more of that. Next audition was Warhorse. And then it just, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. What was that? So you went from working with this small little bird to these yeah. huge horses. How, how was that transitioning to, did you feel overwhelmed? Like, you were in over your head or did it kind of just, again, organically just, uh, you just were natural at it. How was that process going into Warhorse? Yeah, it was all, it was organic. I mean, it takes a lot of work. And even now we've been doing Life of Pi for about a year and we still, um, get together as the puppeteers and we, we still try and find the details and we're always trying to improve and find elements and and get better we're always trying to do that so it's a lot of lot of work but again i remember even in the auditions for warhorse they get you onto the puppets straight away um you do a few it's really interesting actually because it does take a specific type of performer which i think there's plenty of and i always see puppetry as kind of another skill like there's a triple threat i think this is the fourth you mm. can sing dance act and if you can puppeteer as well it's another way of using your skills um because they tried with warhorse in the early days they're like who do we need we know it's going to be really physical should we focus on um dancers or gymnasts or what's the element and they found that the perfect combo was it was actors with an element of uh, a physical understanding or physical background because they the best way into a puppet is to find the reality and the truth like you would do with any other character. Mm. You have to be a part of it. And then from there, you're just living, you're living in the moment of, um, of whatever animal or whatever human or whatever puppet, you, even if you're doing water, even if you're, it's manipulation, but if you truly believe what you're doing, that's when it comes, comes alive. But yeah, that Warhorse audition, it was just amazing. You just, they start you off with a bit of paper, get a little bit of newspaper and you drop it to the floor and then you've got to do that a few times and you pick it up again. And you've got to recreate that journey, but with your body. And that's one little secret how they um, how they filter out a few people early on, because if you're there going, well, I'll do a Ronde Jean and a split leap and it will look beautiful. They kind of go, that's great. It's amazing. You can do that. But we need the focus to be here. And your body just has to accommodate in any way. It's not about it's not about you. A huge yeah. thing with puppetry is the lack of ego. You need a complete lack of ego because you're working as a team. You're working to bring something else to life. Yeah, it's really special. Yeah, it's true because, you know, as a person in the audience, you're you're thinking the tiger is amazing, but really it's the people that are making the tiger amazing. But I, I, as a performer uh, myself, I am able to step outside and be like, wow, these yeah. people are extremely, extremely talented. But the, I'll just say, quote unquote, normal theater goer might just yeah. be like, 
wow, can you believe that tiger? So I also, uh, I have a background in football, American football. Mm. And this is similar to like the offensive linemen, the, the, the guys that are blocking, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they like, a touchdown is scored and it's, oh, the running back or the receiver or whatever, but it's not, oh, the lineman did, the, you know, so I, I can relate to, to what you're saying. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You said you had played sports. Uh, what did you do in your past? Yeah, so I um, uh, soccer. Mm. Obviously, we call it football. football. But, um, but yeah, lots of uh, football, kind of everything. Um, tennis, badminton, rugby. Uh, got into running. But um, I do really think there's a huge link. Um, one of the great things about our industry is that you can come from any background to be a performer there's not one route but i really do think weirdly a sporting background really does influence uh being a performer because there are so many um elements that are similar where it's working in a team even on stage balancing a space you've also got to balance a field when you're on the field you've got to know your role you've got to all these little things but yeah one of the things that i think led me from sports to acting or the moment where because early on I had to kind of start choosing even when I was young doing like youth theater in the summer it would be like do I do the the summer show or do I do the tennis tournament um and the reason I love both was I think it was because when you're doing both you have to be in the moment you can't really switch off you have to have the focus it's all happening there and then and that's why I love theater um and yeah I think that's what kind of led me to have that same, the, the same feeling I get from doing a physical performance, say in Life of Pi, like at the end of the show when we get the applause, which is always an amazing part of our job, but to do it with the other two arm in arm and we've sweated the show together and we're like, it's a team, it's a team and it's a sport and it really feels, it really feels like that. Yeah, absolutely. When did you make your decision that you would pursue theater? Uh, I have a similar background where mm -hmm. sports were a big part, but performing mm -hmm. was a big part. And I'm sure there was some point in your life where you had to kind of make a decision. Yeah, it was probably around those um, teenage years. I remember, <laughs> I remember watching probably around the same time as when High School Musical was coming out. Yeah. I remember watching him and Zac Efron obviously had that song where he's like, do I choose basketball or do I choose theater? And I remember watching the screen like, that's my life. 
but it really wasn't like instead of having thousands of people come to your sporting events we had like a man and a dog at the same level but um, (laughs) (laughs) but it was that kind of time it's so funny how early you have to kind of commit to commit to stuff and kind of your future without knowing but um, I had really supportive parents Um, my dad had a huge kind of sporting background he was a footballer when he was younger before going into just like normal jobs and my mum was a dancer they actually when they were around 18 19 themselves they had a choice my mum could have gone off to dance um professionally my dad got offered a scholarship to play football in the states and they kind of said should we do that or stay together and live a life here and thankfully they chose that one um for me but i think when i was at a similar point they were just completely supportive into whatever kind of made me happy and they were very grounded they were like you know these paths are hard and um even when i was auditioning for drama schools at the same time i was putting myself forward for university to study history because it was still that level of i come from a town which um is it's not a small town but there weren't many other uh idols in my in the theater industry from there where i could follow their path or could go into a conversation easily there so it did feel like a bit of a, a jump, but again, yeah, it was something that it made me happy. And I think early on I felt, and maybe my parents felt that I had the determination to see it through. Nice. Yeah. It's always helpful when your inner circle is supportive. Of yeah. Uh, cool. Let's take a break. We're going to go into the BFTS hot seat. So um, get nervous. Are you nervous yet? Let's see. Can we get some yeah. Can we get some, here we go. BFTS Nazi with Khan. Okay. All right, question number one. If you were to walk into a room and the TV was playing and a particular movie was on that you've seen a thousand times. Yeah. But you see it and you're like, oh, I have to stop everything and watch this movie. What is that movie? That's a great shout. Um, I'm going to go for two. And they're two really random ones. One is Legends of the Fall. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, very left field. But I remember watching that, again, I caught it probably when I was too young. And it's such an epic scale that you kind of need, as soon as it's on, it's like, right, I've got to sit and watch and just immerse myself in that. Or Garden State, which was written and directed by Zach Braff. Okay. Again, I caught that when I was at like a coming of age time. And it's still one of those films where I'm, there are better films, but if I see it on, it takes me right back to that feeling of when I was a teenager and I was like, right, got to watch it. Got and it. I've got Natalie Portman in it as well. So you don't need any more reason. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. You're, you're in three settings, either the gym, you are making your way to the theater or you're at your place and you're wanting to just relax what what three songs go with each one of those settings? You're working out, you're going to the theater, or you're just wanting to relax. What are your go-to songs? Right off the top of your head, what are they? Yeah. So the gym one has got to be, um, I'm awful at remembering song names, but it's the one that goes um, <laughs> harder, than, harder than you think, harder than you think. Who? I mean, it's like, bam. 
but it's just got a real like people know harder than you think and it's just okay it's just got that rhythm that you can get into okay um walking to the theater it would have to be i'm really into a cat empire at the moment they have a lot of trumpets and there's like it just feels like a little uh, skip in your step. Cat Empire. The Cat Empire. They're they're a funky band. A lot of trumpets. Okay. All right, the um, Cat Empire. I'm going to put that up. Then, okay. And then what was the last one? Being at home. Yeah, just wanting to relax. Yeah, wanting to relax. Um, I am a bit of a sucker for a good, like, um, piano musical soundtrack. Sure. Yeah, okay. just chucking that in the background. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Wait, we're not, we're, you're not off the hot seat yet. You're not off the hot seat yet. So uh, for us Americans, you're in London. You don't want to go to something like uh, very touristy to eat. What's a restaurant or mm-hmm. some place that you're like, wow, I go to this place all the time. It's freaking amazing. Um, there's a place that's taken our cast by storm. Um, it's, it is a chain, but it's called Dishoom. It's incredible okay. um, Indian foods, um, and yeah, the, the vibe in there is fantastic. But one of the big things I'd say, if you're in London, the best way to find places like that is just to walk around, walk around, looking, and if you feel the vibe of a place, they're the they're the places to jump into. Like I again, names of places not that good at, but if I was walking with you in any kind of street in London, I would be like, right, we take a left here, right there, and then there's this. Um, oh yeah, that's the best I, way to do it. Admittedly, I'm I'm very bad with that as well. I'll be like <laughs> reading a book for a month, and I'll be telling my friend like I'm reading this amazing book. It's about X, Y, and Z, and they'll say, "Oh, what's the book called?" And I'll say, "Gone." Um, not, or like I'm I pick a movie to stream, and I'm watching the movie, and I have no idea what the movie's called. And yeah. after the movie's over, good, bad, or indifferent. I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, all right, last hot seat question. You are reincarnated. You're back on the earth as an animal. Which animal are you going to be? I think it would have to be an animal with flight. I'm going to have to go for for like an eagle because I we can't fly. Yeah. To be an animal that could do something that we can't do. That would be, yeah, an eagle in the mountain somewhere. That would uh-huh. be pretty sick. Um, Kevin also said an animal that could fly. And I said, what about a pterodactyl? And he said, definitely, but also during, like, current times. Like, you're a pterodactyl now in 2020. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, incognito. Incognito. All right, you are off the hot seat. Good job. Oh, i take some water. Yeah, right, take a little bit of water. <laughs> Uh, as we uh, turn the bend here and wrap up the episode, appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, let's get back into performing a bit. Um, like sports, going through a season, you have wins, you have losses, you have ups, you have downs. Mm. So we talked like right off the bat in the beginning of this episode about uh, winning the Olivier Award with some of your other cast members. What was a time that you weren't up on that stage and lights weren't on and you were instead not lit and you were not on a stage. And how did you continue to maneuver through that time and stay consistent in your journey of uh, progressing as an actor? Yeah. So funnily enough, um, just before the Olivier Awards ceremony, 
about a month or so beforehand, I actually suffered an injury on the show. Um, and it's probably one that could have been prevented, but I think it was a, it was a combination of a number of things. But also there's, there's still a level of like romanticism in theatre where that kind of portrayed feeling of like, you go on and you do the show and it has to be done and your ballet dancers are bleeding in their shoes, but my God, for the performance, for the performance, um, which I think all of us probably hold to some degree. And I was pushing through uh, an injury that I shouldn't have been push pushing through. Um, and then it went and I had to take time off uh, from the show. Um, didn't quite know when my return would be. Luckily on the show, we've got a fantastic physio in a um, woman called Sophie Lane from uh, Production Physio. And she's fantastic for rehab and kind of just calming you down and going, this is where we'll be. But it was one of those where I've ne I never really had an injury of that level before. Mm. And being such a physical performer, and then it, it was my back and having to just be in bed and not move, it really felt like a part of my personality couldn't express itself because I couldn't be physical. Yeah. Um, so having to adapt mentally to that challenge and kind of focus on, I love the show and I love my job and I love this industry, but we also live a life outside and we also want a, a long, a long life um, to be able to do lots of things. So that understanding of, I took that time to really go, right, you can you can still give everything you can to the show, but without it de being a detriment to your own physical health and your own lifestyle. And and the key part of that was rehab and a better understanding of my body and strengthening and that conditioning that has now got me back to a point where I'm now show fit, but I'm I'm fitter than the show requires. Yeah, And that's such a key element, and I would put that for any performer, dancer, actor, to have an understanding of your body, then the understanding of what the show demands of you, and then to prepare your body above that. So whatever the show gives you, you're in a better position not to get injured because you're prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and with puppetry, you've seen our bodies are in such weird positions, and we're um, we're holding positions for a long time, and then... We'll, we'll move really quickly. It's dynamic, it's static. And having to, um, I was always, I was chatting to my friend about it the other day. I was, I've always been flexible. And I think my sport background, my physical background has always led me to be uh, strong enough to do stuff. But I was always, I always thought my flexibility was the thing that was going to give me longevity. And then when my, my back went and I was like, oh, I just want to reach my toes again. I just want to move or want to be flexible. And she was like, no, it's strength. Let's strengthen up your hamstrings. That will strengthen up your back. Let's strengthen up your core and your sides and all of this. The, the light bulb moment when I found that rehab work, having the benefits of getting stronger and then also being flexible and also it, it, it felt amazing. So yeah. I think that level of understanding is key. Like you say, it, it is to a level of an athlete. We're performing eight shows a week, high intensity. We've got to be aware of the demands. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, so thanks for cutting that three-minute promo for Built for the Space. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah, just put some, it. Just put some music underneath I, it, a bit inspiring. I, I, feel, I feel like you took that from a script from something I've said in the past <laughs> or something. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, huge fan, huge fan. Here, I don't know if that's appropriate. Let's take this one instead. Oh, it's got a slow build. Let's see. I'm Tom Stacy, going to talk to you about how you need to be fitter than your show. Yeah, we'll, we'll one, guys. Yeah, I love it. Tom, you're awesome. Thanks so much for spending the time on the episode. Been a pleasure. Could have chatted for hours. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Everyone, give Tom a follow at Tom Stacy on Instagram. And if you are in the London area, go ahead and run as fast as you can to see Life of Pi. The show is spectacular. Tom, thanks so much. Legend, loved it. Cheers, man. Bye. All right, everyone. Tom Stacy, what a guy. Was a fan. Now I'm a bigger fan. So again. Give Tom a follow at Tom Stacy. I'm Joe Roscoe with Built for the Stage. And just like Tom uh, said, have to be fitter than our show. Actors are athletes. They have to train to be above and beyond the requirements of doing the show, not just once, not just eight times a week, but the multiple times throughout weeks and months. And if you're lucky enough, maybe years to do this thing we love to do. I'm Joe Roscoe. Check us out, BuiltForTheStage.com. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.